Well, good morning and welcome to the drive. It's October 26th. It's a Tuesday here in the deep south, Mobile, Alabama, and I'm driving to work. Uh, yesterday, my wife's back has been uh, kind of messed up. She has some some back issues, but usually it's under control. It's contained, but uh, she uh, you know, took a bunch of women to the... A women's conference in Georgia uh, for a couple nights, a few days, and uh, she came back and her back was just hurting so bad. And so, yesterday when I was still at work, um, the, a neighbor came over. Him and his wife, they have a daughter, and um, they're always, you know, they're once in a while they're asking if they can, uh, if our daughters can play with their daughter, you know. Uh, and yesterday they did that. They came over and they all went on a bike ride, and uh, which was a blessing for my wife because she got to to rest her back and not have, you know have quiet and peace and quiet for a little bit. Um, so they rode around and everything. And uh, one of the things my wife told me last night when I got home from work was that you know all the Halloween stuff is out, uh, and so. Uh, as they look at, and my, both of my daughters have very vivid minds and imaginations. In other words, they barely can watch anything. Like, one of the most innocent, like, you know, movies or cartoons or, you know, Disney things that you think, oh, there's nothing, nothing scary in that. They'll probably see something that scares them and they'll get nightmares. And so they, uh, They've always been like that. You know, it's really crazy. I don't remember being like that. Uh, and my wife's like, yeah, I've, I've, I don't remember being like that either. You know, just very vivid, you know, a very vivid thought, thought life, if you will. And so they get, they get scared. And so they saw all these things and they, um, this morning, you know, our youngest Lily came in our room because, because she was scared. And it really stems from, you know, looking at all the Halloween stuff you know, out everywhere, you know, <laughs> on the way to like a friend's house that lives next to me, there's, there's like these two big clown faces, like these evil clown faces. And, uh, I remember I, I didn't know they were there, which I think is the point. And you drive by and all of a sudden you feel something like looking at you and you look over and there's two big, I mean like big old, like they're not just one window. They're like, they span like four windows, two faces looking at you. And I, and I remember driving just going, Whoa, what in the world? Uh, but they saw those too. I'm just saying like stuff like that really, um, troubles them, you know, and, 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 you know, we do the best that we can as parents that, you know, we just need to pray. Um, God's got you. He's protecting you. It's all good. You know, this stuff is fake. It's just, um, it, you know, and we, it, we describe all of that, you know, and, um, but they're troubled. They're really like troubled by, you know, stuff they see. And, you know, I was, as I was thinking about this, I thought about the verse that's probably very familiar to you. It's in John 16, verse 33, which Jesus says, I have told you that these, you know, that I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Now, that's really the part we usually focus on when we look at that verse. We go, oh, in, in Christ we have peace. Awesome. That's a great thing. You know, which is, it's rightly justified to focus on that part right but here's why he's like look to me for peace 
He goes on, he said, in this world, you will have trouble. That's why he's like, look to me for peace. But the fact is, and this is a promise. This isn't a pocket promise that you write on a card and go, in the world you have trouble, and you leave the rest out, <laughs> right? But the fact is we're going to have trouble. We're going to be troubled. There's going to be times where our hearts are not settled, where they're unsettled, where we're unsure, where we're uncertain, where we're worried, you know, where anxiety actually creeps its little ugly head into our lives and it's like, hmm, we're going to have trouble. That's just a fact. That's not a question. It's not like, oh, you know what? I've attained, I've, you know, reached the perfection of Christ and so no trouble will touch me. We're going to have trouble. You can't get rid of the body of flesh that desires to sin all the time. You can't get out of this world and go, you know what, I'm going to go up into space and just get out of this world because the world system is just so bad. I don't want it to influence me anymore. I want to get out of this world. No. The enemy is not going to be like, you know what? I don't leave that person alone just because they're just tired of me. I'm not going to send my little minions to to go and uh, mess with them right now. Just because they're so, you know, I don't want to bother them. No, that's not going to happen, right? We're going to have trouble, you know. And I say it a lot, the unholy trinity, the world, the flesh, and the devil all try to come against you to bring you trouble, to trouble your heart to take you down, to discourage you when there's nothing to be discouraged about even. We're going to have trouble. So what do we do? Well, one thing that can give us and boost our confidence in Christ like crazy is the rest of this verse. Let me just reiterate what it said in the beginning. He said, Jesus said, I have told you these things. So I have to, I already told you this. So that in me you may have peace. So the words of Christ bring peace. And this factual, emphatic promise, in this world you're going to have tribulation. You will have tribulation. You'll have trouble. It says you're going to have trouble. But it doesn't end there. You're going to have trouble. Amen. <laughs> you know, that. what a prayer that would be. Lord, we're going to have trials and trouble and persecution. Amen. It doesn't end there. Jesus says this. But take heart. Exclamation point. I have overcome the world. Wow. So we're going to have peace as we look to Christ. There's going to be trouble that we face that surrounds us. That's going to, you know, pop up without expecting it, without knowing it. It's going to happen. But here's what we need to do. Take heart. Take heart. Be prepared. Persevere. Be reminded of the truth that Christ brings peace. And be reminded, take heart, have confidence in the fact that, listen, Jesus has overcome the world. It's got nothing on us. Can't touch us. You know? Remember that MC Hammer song? I'm dating myself. I'm 43, but can't touch us. You know? Uh-uh, the world can't touch me. It's not, I'm not going to let it 
stain me or jade me or take me down or take me away from the Lord or cause me to be all ultra ungodly. Uh, I'm not going to let it happen. Jesus overcome the world. He had the victory on the cross, empty tomb, ascension to the right hand of God. So the devil can't touch us. The world can't touch us. Our flesh can't take us down. He's overcome the world. He's overcome death. And so what do we need to do? Well, we need to constantly, consistently pray, be reminded that Christ in our heart brings peace. Be reminded that he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. Be reminded that God's on the throne and we're at his feet in surrender. And he is the one who fills us and integrates strength into our hearts so that we can get up and get going. Because without him, we're weak. To be reminded that we can have confidence, full confidence in him because of what he's done and because of who he is. So guys, yeah, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be tribulation. There are going to be trials. But Jesus overcame the world. Him in our heart brings peace to our life and peace to our mind. Believe it and trust him today, you guys. Well, God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow.